What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income right now? If you're an IT professional who's wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, and if you wondered who else in tech is creating ways to make their money work for them, and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're helping IT professionals find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm your host, Nicole Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Welcome back to the Richer Geek Podcast. We don't usually cover a lot of strategies around the stock market because we are focused on other types of strategies for growing your money, basically through owning real estate, buying a business, passively investing in other types of businesses. But the reality is there are some interesting things around the stock market. And especially right now, we're in the middle still of COVID-19 and people working from home. And I became aware that day trading is significantly on the rise because people have more time. There's no events going on. There's no school uh, functions. There's no committee meetings. So people are home a lot more and looked to do some day trading. Now, I don't know anything about that, and we are not going to be discussing that today. But along those lines, today's guest is Lawrence Bensdorp. And Lawrence is the best-selling author of The 30-Minute Stock Trader and also his new book, Automated Stock Trading Systems. Now, what Lauren does is teach and mentor people to set up these automated trading systems. It is not day trading, and we talk about that a little bit because I did ask him about how does that all work. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. Lawrence, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nicole. Pleasure being here. I'm really excited for this episode. We were just chatting a few minutes prior. I think it's very timely. We're still in the middle of COVID-19 and, and what that's doing to the overall market. A lot of people are uncertain, not sure, what, not sure what to do. So give us a little bit about your background and, uh, and really how you came to, you wrote a couple of books. Tell us a little bit about your background. So my background is actually not in stock trading originally. Uh, I used to be a long time ago uh, a whitewater rafting guide and was traveling around the world and um, uh, teaching people how to uh, run down very dangerous rivers and stuff like that. Um, but there came a time when I really wanted to have more of the intellectual challenge as well. And I've always had a very large affinity with numbers, etc. And the stock market for me was the most interesting part to really dive in deep uh, and to get an expert in that because it is basically a market where you can trade from your home wherever you want to be. And uh, if you do a good job making money with that. So I started to specialize in developing uh, trading systems where the computer decides for you what to buy and to sell. And my main focus is on uh, trading a 
number of systems at the same time so that basically whatever the market movement is, if there's a bull market or a has been shown to be very uh, pleasant, of course, during this complete COVID uh, issue that we have right now. So you help people figure out these automated trading systems and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of where someone would have like 80% of their portfolio is in stocks and 20% in bonds and this is it, like based on their risk tolerance. Is that a good summary? Um, a little bit. Um, I think eventually if you're 80% in stocks and uh, you could get a scenario like the 1929 depression scenario where the markets dropped 85%. So you would assume then that you would lose like a huge amount of money. So the risk tolerance is basically more like what kind of uh, uh, market or what kind of declines in your uh, uh, equity are you able to handle to continue uh, to trade your strategy and we do that with a little bit more advanced algorithms uh, of how many shares to buy uh, we buy them according to the volatility of the market so when the volatility when the movements are very large uh, we tend to buy less shares uh, and when the volatility is a little bit lower, we could buy a little bit more shares, basically. Um, so it's a little bit more advanced um, with that. Okay. Now, you've re recently written a book called Automated Stock Trading Systems. It's a bestseller. I think it just came out in March. Is that right? Uh, yeah, exactly. It was the 31st of uh, March that it came out. And uh, it hit the best-selling uh, list within 24 hours on, uh, on Amazon. And uh, yeah, it was quite a timely uh, time to actually launch that book uh, during this whole uh, corona crisis thing, of course, because there's a lot of uh, systems in the book in which I explain exactly how to make money during a declining market as well. So in the book, I describe seven different strategies where you basically uh, will see all the entry and the exit rules and you will have uh, simulated returns all the way back to 1995. So you see what the edges were on a historical level. And then basically those are programmed into the computer and the computer every day spits out for you the buy and the sell decisions according to that strategy. And the last uh, system that I write about in my book is called the catastrophe hedge, which um, of course, when, when the whole COVID thing really started, that's kind of what happened to the markets uh, in, 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 in March. Uh, it was really a catastrophe in the markets where we saw uh, the indices 30 and 40 percent uh, declining suddenly in a uh, very short period of time. Let's break that down into a few things. First of all, I love that you have a strategy called the catastrophe hedge, and then that is in your book, and you're right, the timing, because you know, you go to publish a book, you've 
you've set that in motion several months, years, whatever the case exactly. may be. Before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that just happens to come out. So that was very good timing. Uh, so one of the things that I had asked you before we started recording was about day trading, because yeah. I know that once that happened, and then everybody went to a work from home mode, and then people had more cycles because they weren't going to sports games and they, they didn't have evening activities and, and their kids didn't have events at night and uh, no soccer tournaments on the weekends. Everything canceled. People yep. had a lot of time. So there has been a, an increase in people looking at day trading because the thought is, well, I, I have the time now to watch that. T tell us the difference between that and, and your system and your approach. So I, I generally think that um, the day traders, as, as people see it, is that they can sit behind the screen the whole day looking at a lot of different monitors and buying and selling the whole day and making money of that. Now, the reality is that 99% of all those day traders, they eventually will blow up their account, and especially when, when the reason for to get started into day trading is boredom because people don't have anything else to do. Um, but you don't really have the background in there. You don't have the, the scientific proof that your buy and sell decisions are actually making money. Uh, you're putting yourself into a lot of trouble. Uh, my approach basically is where we uh, use end of day historical data of the stock market and based on that, we have statistical models where we define buy and sell decisions. We place our orders before the market opens. And um, this can be done in less than 30 minutes a day. And it has always shown that there is a large edge in that, uh, especially compared to day trading, where for normally for people, emotions take over. And that's the time when most likely they're going to lose too much money because they're looking at the news, they're looking at other stuff. In my approach, it's everything is completely automated. We don't care about the news. We don't care about um, uh, profit warnings. We don't care about economical news that comes out. Our models basically react according to what the market tells us. So we're not predicting but we are reacting according to the price action of the market. And that is a very pleasant way to trade because it takes the emotion out of it. So a great example, again, is that complete COVID uh, thing. Uh, market declined very fast. Um, for me, it was a very comfortable time to trade. Um, first of all, because... Uh, I and many of my students um, had systems in place that make money during that time. And especially because the movements so, were so large, we adapted our positions to be smaller. So I didn't lose a, an hour of sleep because that whole movement. And that is key with stock trading in general, that you take the emotion out of it and uh, not looking at... Uh, not not letting the news messages uh, getting the better of you because that is a dangerous approach, I think. I like a few things that you mentioned, and I'm going to 
equate the overall principle you talked about a very disciplined approach and strategy and you're looking at historical and then that is how you're making decisions based yep. on a strategy that you've set and it's interesting because i think that kind of relates to what i talk about when people are investing in real estate and actually buying a physical asset like physically owning a real estate piece of property the same thing like what has the rent historically been over the past 10 years what what could it be if it if you know economics and people lost their jobs and then suddenly they're not able to afford the same kind of rent and then there's price increases and pressure on rent can you still make money that's part of your strategy if not you don't buy that property right Correct. so yeah. it's kind of a, a very similar now my question is is there a lot of upfront setup to get the systems in place? And then it sounds like just kind of some day-to-day -day maintenance after that fact? I think that's, that's, that, that's a correct assessment, yes. Um, I mean, to, to, to get to a stage where you have a, a certain number of systems that work well together in any kind of market environment, it requires backtesting, using the computer to see how the models worked in the past, etc. So it is uh, like in my mentoring program to a couple of students uh, that I that I mentor, um, it's 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 six months of, of definitely uh, some hard work that you need to put in there. Um, but after that, all you need to do is continue to follow the system and placing your orders in your broker platform. Uh, and that can be done even on an automated way as well. So once the hard work has been done and you see what the statistical edges are of your systems, and that's what I like very much, that I have data uh, to back up um, my buy and trading decisions, that I actually know that when I buy that, uh, six or seven out of 10 times, there is a statistical edge that three or four days later, uh, the price is actually higher. And uh, so, so, so that's, that's kind of the way how it is that in the beginning, it certainly is hard work. It's not that overnight uh, you can be a master at this. It's, it's, it's the same that when you want to become a, a heart surgery, um, you're not getting that overnight. Uh, there's years and years of working with that. I mean, I don't know for how many years those, those surgeons need to, to study before they actually master a skill like that. And with uh, stock trading, I think it's exactly the same. The learning curve can be shortened, of course, um, but one needs to be willing to put in the work first before you can master that, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what that work involves? Because I'm envisioning reading research reports, but I don't know. What does, <laughs> what does that actually involve for that six months that you're talking about? Yeah, re research reports and, and stuff like that is probably the last thing that we, that we focus on. We focus really on uh, backtesting. And what that means is that we uh, use the computer, where we use historical data to see how certain buy and sell decisions have been working out on a historical basis. Um, and then we see all those statistics and based on that, we start to 
back test in which we use different parameters to see how those models have been working in the past. Um, and that is the main work basically, um, to, to run a lot of simulations on the computer to see what works and what doesn't work. So a simple concept is that there is a trend in a certain stock. Uh, you will hop on that trend and say, hey, I'm gonna write that trend. And you keep in that stock until the trend starts to move down. Same as with real estate. When you buy real estate, uh, there are times when real estate is trending up for a very long time. There's also times where it's maybe not that favorable. Now, when it's not that favorable anymore, then is when you get out, basically. And uh, we have the computer to basically tell us for that when would be that exact time to measure that right now the trend is over. So that part is all done automatically. So it's all about running those simulations and analyzing those simulations if those uh, models make money in the times where they're supposed to be making money. I got it. So looking at the historical for, you know, 100 plus years, being able to create stress test type of models, yep. uh, looking at what typically has happened and then buying and selling. It does sound active, right? Pretty actively buying and selling based on those models. Um, it, it can be active. It doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, um, it depends, again, of what the personality of the trader is. If you have a trend-following approach, it is not that active. If you've got, a, you've got other models that are certainly more active. But again, once you have done the, mod, the, the, the work, everything is in the computer. Um, and it's just on a daily basis where you download your data and you hit uh, a few mouse clicks where the computer then spits out the buy and the sell decisions for that day. So once the hard work has been done, um, the actual trade frequency does not matter that much anymore. Okay. Wow. So very fascinating. It's not, it's, uh, I think we would have to get your book <laughs> and start to understand um, who, who, typically takes your takes your classes participates in your programs like who, who are these people so generally i would say between 35 and and, and 60 year old um high net worth people uh, who have an affinity uh for an automated trading approach they're comfortable with uh, computers. They don't need to be programmers or anything. Uh, it's not necessary to learn how to program, but one needs to be comfortable with looking at uh, basic statistics or anything. And I don't have a university degree or anything like that, so it's not that you need to be an absolute genius at a lot of very complex mathematical models but one needs to be comfortable uh, with that. And for many people, and I've, I've, I've trained um, physicians, I've trained ent uh, entrepreneurs, um, et cetera, their main desire is basically to run their own investments, but 
uh, making sure that it doesn't absorb their complete life, uh, but that it can be done in a short period of time during uh, or before the market opens, uh, basically. So um, even when you're traveling, you just have your computer with you and uh, you're placing the orders and that's basically it. And for the rest of the day, you do not need to look at the market. So for many busy people, um, this is a really great way to actually continuously accumulate wealth um, when people are uh, focusing on other things. They can continue with their normal job as well. I think that's the part that's really appealing because when I do think of active trading, I did I did in my mind picture the person with their mobile device that you know they're they're doing something and all of a sudden they're like oh my gosh no I have to go get I have to go make a trade yeah. right now and uh, I can't think of anything more disruptive than yeah. that to to a day or your life or your work or other things that you're doing. Exactly. And I used to be like that uh, about 20 years ago when I started to trade and it was dominating completely my life. I was looking at, uh, at that time, not at my, at my phone, uh, but I had a little device where I could see the, the, the stock market prices, etc. And then when it started to move too much, I said, oh man, I need to get back to my computer um, because I need to buy some things or to sell some things, etc. And you're basically 24 hours, the stock market is dominating your mind. Um, now with this approach, um, you just need to consistently follow what the computer says. You know that it has a statistical edge. Um, so that's basically it. You take a large part of the emotion out of it. And it has been proven over and over that emotion, human emotion doesn't change. And um, emotions are mostly the cause why people do not uh, make money in the stock market. Now, with this approach, you take that emotion out of it. And again, as I mentioned, during the complete corona crash, I didn't need to, uh, to watch the market during the day. No, because I had systems in place that were uh, prepared for a market event like that, that were protecting my other systems, basically. So uh, it didn't change a lot for me during that time. I think that is pretty powerful. Uh, yep. especially because it's, it's just new and we've all been through it and we don't know what is going to happen again. And now we're having to wear masks again and we're seeing a resurgence. So it's all very, it's all very scary and unknown. So uh, exactly. And that is exactly uh, the, the, the hard part as well, that with fundamental trading or day trading, trading or whatever, people make some kind of prediction where the market goes but basically nobody knows. There's nobody who knows where the market will be from, uh, from now in a month or so. Some of them will have it right, and then in hindsight they can say, see, I told you, uh, I told you it was going to be up, but when the markets were down in, in March 30%, there was nobody who would have predicted that in uh, June, the NASDAQ was making an all-time high again uh, in the market. And now in hindsight, it's very easy to say, yes, it's because of this and that, etc. But no. And um, 
the, the, the uncertainty continues, uh, like how will the economy react to this? Um, will, it, will it take a longer time to recover? Uh, but then still, how will the stock market react to that? Uh, will there be continuous stimulus um, from the Fed, etc.? Uh, we don't know, but as long as we have different systems for that in place, that are designed to make market uh, money during different market environments, uh, we don't really care about all those things that are surrounding us by corporate events, uh, um, uh, businesses going bankrupt, Fed decisions, interest rates. I don't care at all. Yeah, that sounds very freeing. <laughs> Not, yes. yeah. I mean, there's a that that sounds very appealing. I I know I had to stop watching the news just just because it did really upset me economically yeah. what was happening. So, exactly. okay. So this is like a breath of fresh air for someone who wants to not look at your Twitter feed, not be, you know, constantly on your mobile device looking at the market and not worrying about it. So where can listeners get in touch with you or learn more? So um, they can buy uh, my books on Amazon. Uh, we have my first book that I presented in 2017, uh, The 30-Minute Stock Trader. And then the book that I recently published is Automated Stock Trading Systems. Uh, the first book is a little bit more of a starter. The second one is more advanced. They also can go to my website, tradingmasteryschool.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for coming on and uh, sharing these concepts with us. It is my pleasure. I always love talking about it. So this was great to be here. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek podcast. For today's show notes, including links and resources, visit us at therichergeek.com. Don't forget to head over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Help us spread the word by sharing with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review. That'll help us get the podcast in front of more people. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening.